everyone to another episode of One Mom to Another. Tonight I have two of my daughters with me. We have Stephanie and Melanie are here. And we are going to talk about raising girls. Now, I just have to give you a warning. I did a podcast with the boys about raising boys. And I don't know what really why I thought I had to give you a warning, but because my question is <laughs> after having discussed um after having done a podcast with the boys about raising boys, and now I'm doing one with you guys about raising girls, what do you think is hard? Who do you think is harder to raise, boys or girls? Girls. <laughs> I don't know. I, I'm torn because right now my girls are kind of at a sweet spot. I'm like, oh, this is easier than my yeah. teenage years boys. So I jury's out, maybe. <laughs> it definitely vacillates. I would always, you know, what I, people would ask me that I only have one girl. I've got four boys and one girl. People over the years would ask me like, Oh, you know, what's the difference? Or, and I would say, listen, my experience to not to kind of like nutshell it would be if my boys were doing something silly or weird or dumb and I'd be like, Hey, knock it off. And they'd be like, okay. You know, and Hannah, you know, my daughter, she would do something that I needed to stop. And I'd be like, Hey, knock it off. Why are you always yelling at me? You always yell. <laughs> yeah. you know, it just it, the, the emotional response is sometimes trickier to navigate, right? Because we, are, as women, mm-hmm. we we feel our emotions deeply and strongly. And then I think because we are women, we think that our daughter or daughters are going to respond like us. Yeah, that's we you know we joked in the in the family that it's like I'm raising Stephanie and Stephanie's raising me and it's like <laughs> you think you're raising yourself because that's what your your, your first mm-hmm. point of reference is but ultimately you're like I don't even know what I'm doing with you because you're everything I do is counterintuitive. So let's let's kind of I'm going to use that as a segue because I want to talk about some of the challenges of raising daughters and I I do think that that is a point because I think if we being mothers, we should understand how to raise, how to raise daughters, right? Because we were daughters where, yeah. Um, but they don't, they aren't always like you. they they sometimes have different interests, different personalities. And then you're kind of left like, well, now what? So, oh, yeah, absolutely. I remember the first time that I handled something with Eden that I thought, Oh, of course I, of course I know what to say. And it unhinged her because it was clearly not the right thing for her personality. And mm-hmm. I just thought, figured I was, you know, talking to myself, talking to, yeah. you know, yeah. Well, so that's, coffee, but absolutely not. No, they're, they're not. And, um, and it is somewhat, somewhat of a shock because you just expect them, you know, to be, I think one of the biggest challenges of having girls is that you never have enough electrical outlets. Okay. <laughs> the, the, the amount of accessories that you have to be prepared for again boys they've got a brush and a toothbrush that they sometimes use and, and sometimes shirt. don't yeah, yeah. No, exactly <laughs> right that you're like please you have two things to use use them often and well well you know? so then my i have three girls one right after the other and so like the number of like blow dryers and straighteners and curling irons because mm. you can't have just one curling iron for three different types of hair. You have to have all different kinds. You know, like, like if you laid out everything that the girls have to use in a typical like morning getting ready, it, 
it's, it's almost like we're trying to like run our own like department store, like selling yeah. hair supplies. Like, no, no, this is just what we need for three yeah. girls worth of stuff. Yeah. You just need a big long bank of nothing but electrical outlets, and then you need a, you need a lot of I don't know what it's called. You need to have enough ampage. I don't ampage. I don't know what it's called, but you need to have the amount. A good amount well, of electricity coming into the house. Your, you need to know where your breaker box is for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Have all now, your outlets very grounded. Now I don't. I don't want to uh, bring up, you know, um, bad bad memories. But okay. Well, let me let me go back. Let's let's just heal some stuff now. Bring it up. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I've got Diet Coke. I've got. All right. <laughs> so let's, uh, we're there going. We're I'm I'm going to say two words. Clothes swapping. Oh dear! I didn't know you're going that deep. I didn't wow. know you were. Going that deep. I, <laughs> she goes with a jugular. <laughs> yeah. Right from the get go. Right from the gate. We're just all right. All right. Let's, let's do we're this. We're doing this. We're doing this. Stuff. No, I mean, and, and, and I will say, and this is what some you know that Stephanie can really speak to even more than me because Stephanie and I growing up together as sisters creates a whole other dynamic when it comes to raising girls. You know, Hannah had four brothers. And I would always kind of joke like one girl to rule them all, right? Like mm-hmm. when, when you don't have that dynamic of another, you know, emotional, um, you know, sister mm-hmm. and it, there's a different, there's a whole other, other, other dynamic uh, between sisters and sisters and brothers. Absolutely. And, uh, yeah. And which is, um, so I, that's something that I really can't speak to, but I, for me as far as raising, but I know how it was to be raised with a sister. Mm -hmm. And, um, it's like, you're just like the best of friends and the worst of enemies at the exact same time. It's like, it's, 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 and they can flip. We could be, we could be like in your room having a heart to heart. And then I noticed that one of my socks is hanging out of your drawer and I'm like, Oh, gloves off. That was my sock. And you knew it was my sock. Exactly. So we're going to have words about this right now. Tell me that. Or you said, like, parade around thinking that those were your socks like no I, mean, I clearly wrote an s on that sock to label it <laughs> i thought i thought it stood for sucker <laughs> oh god i can remember coming home and having my big winter coat on and kind of all you know like coming in like like i had done something wrong and mom being like what are you doing i'm like i'm wearing one of melanie's shirts and i have to get up to her room without her seeing me <laughs> and put it back in time. There's something about sisters that kind of makes you feel in, in a weird way, super possessive over your stuff. But also when it comes to the other person feeling like, well, we're both girls and I want that and right. you're my sister and I should be able to take that. And, and if not, like, I'll benefit if we all just share. Um, so yeah, g- the dynamic of, of sisters together is really, really interesting. <laughs> where, you know, yeah. Hannah, Hannah, Hannah never had to share. You know, yeah. hers. Neither did I. I was the only girl, and I remember when um, you got old enough to kind of want to use some of my things. I'd be like, "What's this about?" I had never had to share a room. <laughs> yeah, I never I, had to I share my shampoo, yeah. my shoes, nothing. And it took me a little while to realize, mm-hmm. oh, this is what they do. It, it is a fascinating relationship to watch. When, when you don't have a sister, it, it, it is, it's, it's like a science experiment that you just, you, like, I couldn't, you can't look away. It's just fascinating how you can, what you're saying, I'd hear you guys up there 
you know, I hate you. That's my sock. You took my shirt. You did this. You did. And then, I don't know, 20 minutes later, you're all happy, snappy and talking about, you know, boys. And yeah. 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 And, you know, definitely as like the older sister, you take a lot of pride in being able to like impart a lot of wisdom, you know, to the younger sibling. (laughs) And um, so, you you know, you vacillate too between, you know, being like this superior, like, let me, let me tell you how it is kind of a thing, you know. Mm Mm-hmm. But I, and I can, you know, I can remember vividly, there was a time, um, it was uh, me, Stephanie and Caroline, and we were in my closet. And then this is, now this is, you know, years later, we're grown, we're mm-hmm. have kids and, um, and we were in my closet because Stephanie, I'm sure was organizing it for me. And, um, <laughs> it it and might I, be a trigger of mine. That's fine. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, which I, you know, I, I let her do, I, I enjoy it. Um, but we were in the closet and we were, you know, just kind of, giggling and talking and swapping stories and just there's a there's a camaraderie with sisters especially when you kind of get past a lot of like the childhood stuff that's really really special and unique and I remember Hannah coming into the closet and just like I could just tell that she just wanted this you know she was just like like what you were saying mom about just being fascinated by it she had she had never experienced and and I I could just I could I could see her I knew Mm -hmm. that she was watching us and just loving it but also at the same time, recognizing that she didn't really have this exact dynamic. Nor, nor do you know what to do with it. Like, like I was at a good friend's house of mine and her sister was visiting and her sister walked past her and she, she hit her on the bum and she said something kind of, you know, goofy, like, I don't, I can't remember what she said, but, and then her sister just laughed. I'm like, she just hit you and called you a name. Like, I don't understand this. Um, you know, it was obviously an inside joke that they'd had. And I thought, I, I don't know how to play that game. I don't know how to do that. Yeah. Well, yeah. I think when you like share a room together and share a bed together, like there is no personal space. And, mm-hmm. and because of that, you learn boundaries, I think really quickly. Like you learn buttons that you can and can't push and you learn, you know what I mean? And so mm-hmm. it's really easy then to just be very, very comfortable with this person that you have shared almost everything with. I mean, yeah. Just yeah. yeah. Life. It's amazing. This is just amazing. Um, and it's been fun to watch you girls as you've grown up and become, you know, the best of friends. And, um, you know, it's just a tie that, that time and distance can't cut. Right. And, and it's been really, it's really special. Um, I think another challenge, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put two or three challenges together um, because I think they're all rolled up in one. Self-esteem, body and image, social standing, and choosing good friends versus popular friends. How do we teach our girls you know, I, I think with boys, there, there, there's some of that, but not like girls. You know, the, their friends make or break them. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I remember just wanting to be popular. I didn't, I didn't really care about the, who, who I was friends with. I mean, I, is that going to get me into the popular table? Like, you know. Right. <laughs> yes. And, and, and that's a, I think that's a challenge with raising girls is, is helping them gain a good self-esteem, feel good about themselves, yeah. you know, and, and help them to find those good positive friends that will contribute to that and not take away. 
Well, and you know, something that I think that I, I knew as a kid, but didn't really understand until I was a parent and really saw it from the outside is that the, your first point of reference as to what is good or bad or right or wrong is your friends. Mm -hmm. And so with women, I think, I think boys are taught from a young age that it's okay just to like speak your mind or, you know, be aggressive or go for what you want and say what you want to say. And, and that, that they can go and play sports and be like, Hey, foul or this or that. And then they walk off the court as friends and girls are, you know, we're emotional creatures and we're taught to be very uh, kind and considerate and, you right, know, right. and, and um, you know, we, we learn a lot of our behaviors as girls, you know, just in that kind of conditioning. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, so the, the dynamic in girls can be very, very complex. Um, there's not always that straightforwardness. Um, mm -hmm. And they do care so much what their friends think. Mm -hmm. It's been, you know, and I, and I look back on it and I would be like, you know, before I cared what my parents said or my, you know, church leaders would say, it was like, well, what are my friends doing? Right. Yeah. And, um, you know, I, I, I definitely saw that with Hannah. And, and the, the interesting thing is, is I thought, oh, okay, cool. I see this. I'm going to help guide her through this because mm -hmm. she's going to see that like, oh, this is the, this is the better way to handle it so that you come out on top so that you mm -hmm. feel empowered that you don't get, you know, mixed into all this drama. And she would still, you know, do ultimately <laughs> whatever her friends did. And I'm like, yeah. girlfriend, like I'm like a living time machine. I'm going to help you. But yeah. it's like they, yeah. they just, they just, it, it's important to really have them at least to have really good friends. Because even like, you know, you would say, mom, you love those who love your kids because you recognize that they're not always going to come to you. Mm -hmm. And that they're going to, that you need people in their life that are going to say and do the same things you would, that you would encourage them to do. Right. That comes from them. So, you know, I was always very high, had a heightened awareness of who's, who, you know, my daughter was hanging out mm -hmm. with. Yeah. Yeah. Friends are important. Well, and I would say to body image, you know, so I have three girls, one right after the other, and they're all built differently. They look completely different. They have different features. And they have spent their whole lives kind of looking at each other as mm -hmm. a comparison for them. You know, well, she's got better hair, she's taller, she's, you know, built, you know. And so we've had to kind of navigate over the last 18 years what it really means to be comfortable in your own skin. Like what it really yeah. means to just understand, like, the, you know, your genetic makeup and, and this is who you are physically. And, um find a lot of confidence and you know in that even if you look different than someone else um mm -hmm. and I think it's hard because and you have to be careful not to use words like you know beautiful like beautiful because there's all different types of beauty and so through a lot of trial and error you know my husband and I we Ben we just we focus a lot more on you know like the behavior of somebody, right? So mm -hmm. instead of instead of being like, oh, you're so cute, trying to use more things like, you know, what do you like to do for fun? Like, wow, mm -hmm. that was a really impressive thing that you just accomplished. Or um, when they're all dressed up and look cute, we always say, you know, you made that outfit look cute. Or, you know, you're just mm -hmm. trying to like not use words that praise outward beauty because like we had talked about before, like they didn't actually earn that per se. That's just how they are. 
Yeah, it's nothing that they achieve. That's just how the DNA lined up. You're going to be tall. You're going to you're going to be shorter. You know, yeah. you're going to have hips. You're not going to have hips. That they they have no control over that. Yeah. yeah. But you know, when one of my daughters is extremely kind to somebody, you know, or mm-hmm. accomplishes something really hard, like we have tried really hard over the years to focus on those things because, in the end, those are the things you have control over, not necessarily your baseline you know, beauty or the way you look or, and, 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 but to speak to like health and fitness, you know, as far as body image goes, we do, we, when we talk about habits and behaviors and not numbers and sizes. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, I think that's smart. I have a friend whose name, her name is Melissa Buckley and she put on Facebook. She said, you fit anywhere you show up as yourself. Mm -hmm. And I like that. I mean, you know, well, and I I think that's beautiful because I think that, every generation that raises girls has a new responsibility mm-hmm. to, to heal, you know, old generational ideas and, mm-hmm. to, you know, to infuse their daughters with, okay, you know, what are some bigger concepts? Because mm-hmm. again, like women for, for a very long time have been, you know, the, the idea, even like what Stephanie was saying about beauty and weight and size, it's like, even that idea of what what beauty beauty is continues to change and evolve. There's a comedian that I, I can't think of her name. She's so funny, and she's just like, but she basically was saying, you know, you know, you'll you'll be worth the most if you take up the least amount of room. Is basically like what we're saying, you know, as far as right. like body yeah. things like that, right? Mm-hmm. It's like how can I, you know, if I can just basically be like nothing, then I I'm everything. And we right. really have to like change that conversation because every right. generation has the responsibility to really empower our girls of what it means to be a woman like, and, and to really like step into that power and awareness as opposed to like saying, well, I guess this is what mm-hmm. I'm supposed to be. And yeah. I think we have a responsibility then to kind of be careful about what we let our kids listen to and, and watch. Oh, completely. Because those messages. So there was, you know, five, six years ago, that song by Megan Trainer, all about that bass, right? And it's yeah. a catchy song. It's fun. But I sat there and listened to the lyrics and I thought, this is a horrible message for girdles. Mm-hmm. One, because it basically tells, you know, women who are curvier that it's fine. You're like that because A, guys prefer that. Mm-hmm. So now, you know, it's telling our daughters that like, Hey, as long as guys are okay with it, then how you are is fine, which I felt mm-hmm. like was a huge negative message. And then B, shamed skinny girls, which, mm-hmm. you know, and I have, I have, you know, call my daughters a little curvier. And one of my daughters, you know, especially for a long time was very, very bone skinny. Mm-hmm. And she could listen to that song and, and her takeaway was, oh, because I don't have curves, I'm not beautiful and guys aren't going to like that. Right. I thought right. We, we had to be so careful about the messages we let our girls then and by but by but I mean, if we're worried about these messages then we need to start pointing out the hypocrisy or the negative you know right. component mm-hmm. because what the irony is is that the because that's just the way it's always been and because the conditioning is so subtle the people that end up reinforcing those kinds of ideas are other women mm-hmm. you know it's like it's that whole mean girl idea and I saw the whole mean girl thing happen constantly throughout Hannah's formative years of, you know, girls trying to enforce these insane standards of what it meant to be a girl. And Hannah, you know, really, Hannah's very eclectic. She can be a tomboy. She can be super girly. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, she's, she's very different than me. Like, you know, I was boy crazy and she just was kind of like, you know, looked at guys like they had 
carrots growing out of their ears half the time, you know, it's like, and, and so, but yeah, but then she felt kind of weird if she didn't, if she wasn't boy crazy like, like her friends. And so, you know, you're, you're, you're seeing that like the conditioning through like music, through movies. I remember um, when I was gearing up to go to college, there were a couple of older gentlemen uh, just at church that were like, oh, well, I guess you're heading off to get your MRS degree. Right, and, right, right. you know, and, and it's like, I get it in some ways. I get that you were, it was a, that it was meant to be a joke, but there's a mm-hmm. lot of, you know, ideas that girls wouldn't just go to, go to, go to college because they wanted to go to college and get a degree and to learn and, you know, subtle things like that can create this idea like, Oh, what I'm supposed to do or focus on or be. Yeah. You know, it's kind of an interesting, like you say, kind of each generation we're getting a little bit more aware and doing probably a little bit better job. When I, when I grew up, I didn't even, other than being a librarian, I really didn't give much thought to what I would do. I just always thought I would get married and have children. And kind of brings me to my next point. You know, I said this when I, when I did the podcast with the boys um, and when I did podcast with Michael, but um, you know, we, we say we're raising kids, but really we're raising adults. Right. And, right. and so, you know, we say we're raising boys or we say we're raising girls, but really we're raising men and women. Correct. And I think, you know, the challenge is, um, to help our, our daughters be comfortable in their own skin, which is so difficult to do, going to your point, Melanie, about friends being, you know, you, you girls would have some friends and I would be like, they are trouble. Mm-hmm. You acted differently when you were around them. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you thought differently. I mean, it just, your whole demeanor would change. You would listen to them over me. Mm-hmm. And um, well, because- I, I think... And only because their influence and their say, I was dealing with the impact of that every single day, hour by hour at school. Yeah, You spend more time away at some point away from home than you do at home. And so, you know, you might come home and get really good advice from your mom, but I'm spending eight hours now in the fray with judgment and other girls and right and it's like you're out in the wild now. And it's like, who are my point of references as to how I act or behave? That, that's right. And so, and so that's the challenge. I think that's the, the, the real challenge is raising women mm-hmm. and raising women that if they, they do get married, that they go into that marriage as a whole person, mm-hmm. not as, you know, a person who just needs to get, you know, um, you get married because that's what, what everybody does or, you know, just, just going in as a, as a whole person. And, I don't know. I, I don't know. Can I say something about that? Yeah. So I actually, it was about fifth or sixth grade, and I decided I was done with that game. I was done with the mean girls. I was done trying to keep up. I was done caring, but I didn't fit in or meet up to them. And I would say one of the, the big impetus for that was actually a camping trip that I took with dad and the, and the younger siblings. And all during that camping trip, dad kept asking my opinion about how we should handle problem, a problem. If something happened, if we had to figure out how to do something, build a fight, you know, he kept looking to me for, for my input on it. And mm-hmm. I really remember just feeling like, okay, there's a lot more inside me than what these other girls see. Mm-hmm. Because those are, those are some really, like, I was feeling really low about myself. This is the summer going into seventh grade. 
And I just, I felt really low. And that, that, that trip changed my whole opinion about myself. Mm. And I went into seventh grade and I was done. I was done caring about all the popular stuff. And so when my girls now meet the mean girls and, or, mm-hmm. and, you know, thankfully can't run with them. We, I, I have a completely different approach now instead of, instead of, you know, worrying that they don't fit in. Mm-hmm. I commend them. I said, honey, look, these girls, I, I'm sure they've got a lot of great qualities about them. And one day they're going to step into those qualities and they're going to be wonderful women. But right now they're hurting people. And do you really want to be part of that hurting? Mm-hmm. Let's, let's, let's talk about ways. Let's, let's think of some other people that you've noticed that maybe also aren't included. And let's go, let's have you know, play dates with them. Let's have them over. Let's do things with these other girls who aren't included either. And then you have a safety zone and then you can, you know, build each other. I mean, it's just, it's a great conversation. It kind of changed my view on how to handle this with my daughters as opposed well, to that. And Steph, I think you actually have really hit on, when, you, when we talk about raising girls and we're, and we're raising women, I think that experience can really kind of shine a light on how best we can be effective as parents, which is how can I without, cause you know, you can say, and I've tr- trust me, I've tried. You can say all day long, <laughs> you're so great. You're so amazing. Don't forget mm-hmm. those girls, forget those guys like th- this, that, and the other, like you can pump them up. Right. And that's kind of, it, it, it ultimately will fade though, because it's not their own idea and they didn't discover things for themselves. Well, And they always say, you're my mom. You have to say it. Exactly. They don't always trust it. Number, you know, yeah. two. so yeah. like your pep talk might either fall flat or might like, you know, last for like a day or so. But what mm-hmm. dad did in that incident incident was that he very subtly instilled in you where you discovered things for yourself. Yeah. So instead of telling you that you're resourceful, telling you that you're smart and that you can figure things out, he just said, what yeah. do we do? He tapped into your strengths play to your strengths. Yeah. Started to kind of make you question your own world. And then as you saw yourself do things that maybe you thought you weren't capable of, it now expands your mind and heart to like, and now it's true for you because you've discovered it for yourself. No one, no no one's told you, you've seen it, you've you've experienced it. And I think that's a huge key. I, it's like a big light bulb moment as to, to how to raise our kids where it's like, you know, you can say certain things, but can you just show up and give them opportunities for them to, to discover these truths for themselves. Yeah. Right. I think that's self, the self-discovery is, is awesome. I, you know, I, I, I have three daughters and they would agree with me. They are very opinionated women. What? <laughs> <laughs> they are strong. They have opinions and, um, you know, I, I think that's one of the best things about about them. I love that about them. I mean, it it makes the teenage years a little hard, a little tough. But um, I, women will say to me the same thing about their daughters, and I'll say, "Oh no, no, give her her voice, let her speak up." And it'll, you know, it, it may be a little rough now, but it's it's a great quality. And I think uh, the reason why I feel that way is I don't know. I think I was in my twenties, and I realized I didn't have an opinion about anything. Mm. I thought, what, what is this? Why don't I have an, why don't I have opinions? And so I started to, you know, research different things and come up with my own opinions about things. And it was a real crossroads for me to realize, wait a minute, I can, I can think and I can, and I can have different thoughts. I love conversations with all different thoughts. Right. 
um, in discussions about that because I love to hear different opinions and then I love to form my own. And I think that helping our daughters use their voice in productive ways Mm-hmm. And letting them have their own opinions, even if they're different than yours, is is also a very healthy way to raise a woman. Yes, yes, yeah. I, and I and I think that cultivating women to not be afraid to speak their mind. I mean, mm-hmm. I I I've related to people um, that you know, Dad's nickname for you was um, Sweetie Pie, right? <laughs> yep. And that ultimately got shortened to pie. And then it's funny too, because you had a certain like awareness or awakening in your twenties about like being able to form opinions and speak your mind and say different mm-hmm. things. And so then the term pie kind of referred to women who are strong <laughs> and, yeah. bold, and bold in their opinions and not afraid <laughs> to share them. Right. So, that pie. Right. so now it's like, and dad's looking around like, Oh my gosh, I'm, I'm surrounded by pies. <laughs> and if, you know, and he couldn't be happier and he could yeah. not, he could not love it more. Right. Um, right. Just, which is a great quality about dad, but, and even like the boys have married women where mm-hmm. we're all very strong, you know, outspoken, compassionate, loving, but like, outspoken right. and, mm-hmm. and, have, and, and, and I, I love that. And I feel like to cultivate that in, in each generation, stronger and stronger and stronger, you know, mm-hmm. to create these, these, these pies, these people that are, are like, Hey, listen, I'm a whole person. Mm-hmm. I have, all, I have my own thoughts and opinions. I get that. Like my lens and my opinion is not, everyone's reality or experience, but mm-hmm. I'm not going to back down from having a say and from, you know, putting my ideas out there. Mm-hmm. Otherwise I'm waiting for other people to give me permission to have certain, to, mm-hmm. you know, for, for it to be okay. And to, 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 to speak up. Or to say and, and in healthy relationships with other strong women or people, mm-hmm. that's all okay. Yeah. Everybody gets to have a different opinion and gets to say, you know, something different. And, and you're right. I mean, my daughter-in-laws are strong women. My daughters are strong women. And um, we want our daughters to marry men. If, if they choose to get married, they want our daughters to marry men that want to be with a strong woman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they don't feel threatened or intimidated or feel right. like that's not a woman's place. Or right. Like that. Right. Because you'll lose yourself, whether it's a marriage or a friendship. If you mm-hmm. feel like you can't speak up, you will lose yourself. Yeah. yeah. And you'll and 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 losing yourself kind of creates a sense of doubt and fear and not good enough. Mm-hmm. And that's just de- that's detrimental. It's and you don't want to pass, you know, that kind of thing on or forward. And um, you know, yeah, it's it's you yeah, gotta be really, really careful. But I feel like then the challenge as a mom though is when you have a um a daughter who is very opinion and strong to promote that, but also to teach to be kind so that she doesn't right. end up the mean girl, right? Like, because That's the challenge, how do you channel that? Yeah. yeah. You love the sassiness. You love the, the bossy pants because what's, what that means is that she's going to be a leader, mm-hmm. but you want her to kind of, I don't want to say harness because you don't want to get rid of it, but like, like or tame mm-hmm. it, but you want to direct it. Like, yeah. <laughs> You want to teach them to be empathetic leaders. Exactly. There, exactly. There's a difference. I was watching some video where this guy was like, you know, there's one thing where if someone, if you're like the boss of something and you're like, and you, you come into their, op, into their office and you're like, hey, your numbers have been down for three months straight. You need to fix this or you're going to be out of a job or whatever. Right. How motivated is that person to then 
bring up their numbers, right? You have inspired them 0%. But if you come in there and you're like, hey, your numbers have been down for three months in a row, what's going on? Like teaching mm-hmm. our, our, our girls, especially because they're, I think that, you know, given all the strength, whatever our, our biggest strength and asset is our compassion is mm-hmm. our natural empathy that we come with. And so I think that harnessing is the right word. It's almost kind of like to like blending, you know, can I take my strong voice and also create and infuse it with my natural gift of, of empathy? That, right. that, is, that, is, that is a powerful force. Well, we, we teach them how to use their superpowers for good. Yeah. Right. Right. You know, and I, and I, think, that's, I think that's important. I think it's important to be well-spoken, to be, um, have the ability to, to stand up for yourself. I absolutely also agree completely that we help direct them and help learn them how to use those, mm-hmm. those wonderful um, attributes. Well, you know, I told Hannah at one point, you know, I said, listen, if you ever get in a situation where I'm picking you up from the police station or you get yourself into some, you know, big trouble with your friends, know 100% that I'm not going to believe that your friends made you do it. Right. Like, <laughs> yeah. I don't think anyone has ever made Hannah do a single thing in her exactly. life. Exactly. I mean, that that alone is, is a, 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 I mean, even though, even though I would be, you know, she would get herself into trouble at least I can be fully assured that like she made that decision clear of her own yeah. will. <laughs> and that's a wonderful quality to have, to like have enough, yeah. like, hey, like you're not a follower, like you're a leader, but use that power for good, right? Well, like, and, and can I also say that it's a great point to start at because if you're picking her up from jail, you don't have to waste six hours of her telling you why it's not her fault. Right. You can just, right. you can just start with, okay, this is, this is what happened. And what are we going to go? What are we going to do going do forward go about this? Yeah. 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 <laughs> I like that. Have to waste time in the blame game, girl. I know this yeah. was your idea. <laughs> <laughs> or you at least thought it was a really good idea. Exactly. You, you hundred percent like did your own like work and decided like, yes, mm-hmm. I'm doing this. Yeah. 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 That's awesome. Well, it, it, it certainly is a, it certainly is a challenge. And I, and I don't think also, I think the thing that the message that we can give to mothers, uh, women raising daughters, is that it, it, it's not done in 18 years. Oh, no. Mm. You know, I mean, um, we're always raising our, our, our children. We're always raising our raising women. And as they go through the young adult, and they do start listening to you, I will just have to say they move out of the house and they they're like, oh, well, maybe I should ask my mom a few questions. Oh, we do, in fact, know nothing. Like, yeah, exactly. I knew everything, but I actually know nothing. Yes. Yeah. And that's a very um, humbling realization, but it's nice because you're just like, you kind of hope that your mom has like the selective memory of all the times you told her that she didn't know anything. You're like, you're we're like, we're good now. You get that. I get that. And I don't have to say that. <laughs> if not, this next phone call is going to be real awkward when I ask you like, how to do laundry because I'm not listen to the first 25 right. times. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, I always say that the rewards of motherhood are slow and coming, but oh, so sweet. Yes. yes. And that's one of the, the sweet moments. But, you know, as they get older, you move into this new kind of a relationship, but you are always mothering. Mm-hmm. You are always you know, when, when they're growing up, there's that fine line between 
there's there's mom and then there's friend and you have to be 90% mom and you know 10% friend let's just say but as they get older that starts to switch around mm-hmm. and um but you're still mothering and you still worry about them and love them, you know, and obviously you love them, but you're still worrying about them and wanting to help them and, you know, want them to succeed and root for them. Can I share it? So yeah. as my girls are getting older, they are each other's best friends, you know, first and foremost, which I absolutely love, but it's, and I don't know why it's so um, novel to me since I had sisters and felt this way, but like they have their own like Instagram group just the three of them uh. that I'm not a part of and I'm like well you guys don't make fun of me on that right and they all kind of look at each other like, Bleh. You know? <laughs> like I'm like uh-huh. all right okay like Wait a minute. I don't know, I know I've read some monsters here yeah yeah, I, yeah I've had similar conversations with my girls who would come back from going out to lunch or something and I'd say well you know you didn't talk about me and I got the same the same look. I, I, I hate to tell you, but I, I think, yeah. The only one that's going to escape that is Melanie because she only has one daughter. Right. Well, <laughs> but, you know, I tell you what, her and Justin are so tight that it's announced yeah. it the same thing, you know, where yeah. those two, I mean, she, like they have conversations um, where I get certain bits and pieces, but I'm like, oh, I, okay. I, we were certainly talking about me for yeah. <laughs> That's that's been edited. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. I've got well, the edited version. And then yeah. and then they created a, like a pity group and they put me in it. <laughs> <laughs> like it's the Taylor Gals now. I'm like, all right. You know what? I know you still have that other Instagram yeah, account yeah, where I'm not involved. Yeah. 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 So yeah. I just think it's a funny element of raising girls, especially if you have like mm-hmm. multiple multiple girls. Yeah. And, and yeah. you know, they would fight when they were younger. And I, and I would say, like, hey, guys, one of these days, you're going to be best friends. And, and you're going to spend the vast majority of your life as adults. So figure this out now. Figure out yeah. how to get along now because you're going to need each other. And it's been one of the just the, my most favorite blessings is watching those three just absolutely adore each other and be really close. Yeah. Well, and I think a, a sweetness that I think about sisters, um, even – and I, I, I don't think one, I don't think boys relationship and brothers and sisters, I don't know if one relationship is better. It's just different. Mm-hmm. But I think boys and brothers, when they, when they grow up together, there's like a physicalness to them that kind of creates a, a strong connection. They can wrestle, they can beat up on each other. They can play sports. I mean, not that girls mm-hmm. can't do all those things, but like, I just feel like men or boys tend to find a lot, a lot of their connection through physicality. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where girls, our first inclination is to connect through our emotions, through our intellect. And, mm-hmm. you know, it, it does, you know, create um, a real sweetness yeah. uh, when you see them being loving and compassionate. Like, and, and because in that space, you have to be so vulnerable, mm-hmm. right? And that's mm-hmm. why you have all the fights and the arguments is because it's a very vulnerable space to be going through these formative years and working out your emotions and, and, and knowing that ultimately like your inclination to connect is through, through that, through, through talking yeah. and, you know, experiences and things like that. So it's not like, you know, we can't just like, I mean, we do eventually get to the point where we like slap them on the butt and say, Hey, you know, whatever. But, like, <laughs> I, think I, I think I've thrown you down the floor. No, for before. sure. I mean, don't get me wrong. Stephanie and I have tussled <laughs> with the best of them. But, you know, it just, I think that, you know, for, for boys, it's kind of like that easy connection, you know, in sports or what, or guys, whatever. It's just like, Hey, 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 Hey bro. Hey bro. And mm-hmm. it's, yeah. whatever. And girls, you know, we just it, it, instinctively, 
want to connect through deep connection and, and, and yeah. sharing. And, yeah. and, and, it, 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 and the, the, the plus is that you go through a lot in that process, but then when you, when they are like young adults and stuff, they really, the, mm-hmm. the connection just feels so sweet and so genuine. And, and mm-hmm. I, I, I love it. And I think too, you know, you have a really, I think girls, you know, they share their souls with each other. Right. You know, and I think that that's that connection there. And, you know, the, the, when you're, when you're fighting like, tooth and nail and then you resolve it mm-hmm. you say your sorries or you just all of a sudden you're just okay yeah. um that only strengthens the relationship and i and i think that you know you know we, we talk about oh my kids fight so much my girls fight so much my boys it's okay that's they they're going to do that teach them how to resolve it mm-hmm. teach them that that there is conflict in life and they can come out of it uh, good and strong, better and stronger than they were, than they were before the conflict. And I think that helps them in all of their relationships, whether it's, you know, friends or roommates or spouses, if they understand that cycle of being upset and then how to resolve that and making that relationship even that much stronger. Which, and, you know, I think also too, we talk about, you know, we're, we're raising women, not just daughters, you know, I think in our culture, we're kind of starting to finally move past the um, putting other women down, you know, mm-hmm. to build ourselves up. I, you know, I think we're becoming more aware that that's no longer okay, or it was yeah, never okay. It was no longer a thing. It was never, yeah, it was never yeah, okay. It was never okay, but like, we're starting mm-hmm. to be like, you know what, instead of looking at other women as competition, which like you kind of touched on earlier, Mel, that, you know, like we're kind of been socialized to do mm-hmm. according to like men's standards and things like yeah. that. But like you, we could actually help each other out and build each other up. Right? right. Instead of being jealous that someone does something really well, like pat her on the back and say, that is amazing. I'm so glad that, that brings you joy. And that is, you know, mm-hmm. what you love or, you know, you know, like, mm-hmm. and so I think we, that's one of the goals when we raise our daughters is to stop looking at other girls as competition, that it's okay to be competitive Right, like you want them to, mm-hmm. you know, embrace that as well, but not to put, you know, not to feel attacked or afraid because someone does something better or looks better. Or does, well, and you, yeah. rec- you recognize that as as I work to support and help you shine, I shine. Right, that, that I actually come off more diminished and looking petty and ridiculous when I'm trying to just like make myself better by putting you down. It's like the the strongest, most beautiful women are the ones that are like, "What can I do?" Like. Yeah. You know, People that are just yeah, as 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 you shine, I shine. Like I'm a, I'm a natural reflection of of what I'm putting out there, mm-hmm. and that we can embrace each other's differences and diversity and learn from it. And that's you know that's what I that's what I want to see is because it, it feels amazing. Yeah, and, well, and other people's like, other people's accomplishments don't diminish. Yeah, don't diminish us. In fact, mm-hmm. they they like you're saying they make us better. Right. Yeah. You know, I was at a play group uh, way back when my girls were just teeny tiny. And there was a woman in our church group who just was amazing. I mean, she was always very put together. Her home was always like cutely decorated. She made meals on time and great meals. I mean, she just had her life together. Um, and she wasn't at this play group. And some of the other women brought her up about how awesome she is. And one woman said, but that's Okay because it's probably stuff that she's struggling with that we don't know about. And I, and I kind of sat there and thought, I said, 
and I didn't, I mean, I should have said this out loud, but I didn't, but I thought, why does she have to be struggling with something for all of us to feel better right. about how awesome she is? You right. know what I mean? Like, it was kind of like, um, I mean, I don't think that I put other women down just on a regular basis, but I, it really did kind of start checking, like, I could just be happy mm-hmm. for a woman for just being awesome because she's awesome. And, and, and to just move forward. Yeah. And, not and, and, and it's okay if... Yeah, I'm sorry. And it's okay if people are different than you. They they like to do different things than you do. Mm-hmm. But you can still just think, you can still support them in what they do. And it can still be amazing. And, and you can still be amazing as well. Correct. Yeah. Okay, well, um, before we close, any last thoughts? Anything you'd like to leave the podcast with? Um. Well, I mean, I know that not everybody has a sister and gets the benefit of a sister, but <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm just, I am so grateful that I have that, you know, and, and that kind of connection is, is just so magical. So mm-hmm. I just, yeah. I, I, and I love, I love, I loved raising a girl. I mean, like, I, like we talked now, like now she's 20 years old and it's nuts. And, um, but it's in, in the sense that I never thought that I would have a 20 year old daughter. <laughs> this is so Awesome. This is, you know, to be able to really now connect in a, in a whole different way. It's like you get a whole fresh mm-hmm. perspective now of being able to have a daughter and it's, it's really awesome. So, yeah, they're, they're pretty awesome. They are. And I, I stand in amazement of my daughters. I want to be them when I grow up. And um, so it gives me somebody, gives me something to aspire to. I, um, I love you all dearly. And um Caroline's not with us, but I include her, include her in the I love you all dearly. Yes. Oh, <laughs> Caroline, that's a whole, she's such an amazing woman, honestly, truly. She's has yeah. always had a strong sense of who she is and mm-hmm. never backed down from it. And it's just the coolest trait. I, I honestly feel like I've had to like work years to have the level of self-awareness that she's had kind of from day one. Yeah. Yeah, talking like, oh, yeah, that was a smarter way to approach that kind of life. Like, yeah, Yeah. years younger, you know, that seems easier. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) wish I would have had you say this much earlier because years of yeah, she was just born like that. I mean, that's just how she came. Yeah, yeah. Um, but but all my daughters are strong and and wonderful women, and I love you very 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 much. Apples and trees, folks. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And I always enjoy talking to you guys. We we talk a lot, but I'm very thankful that you're willing to be recorded while we were talking. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we've always kind of felt like people should follow us around and record us talking because we're so brilliant. So this works. (laughs) This is really just a manifestation of what we've always uh, knew. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Well, everyone, thank you so much for listening. You can subscribe to my podcast at any of the podcast sites, Spotify, Google, etc. And you can always check out my website at onemomtoanother.com for episodes, articles, recipes, and other fun things. And until next time, remember, you're doing better than you think.